Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it. Like cars that break down. Oh, yeah. You've been using my car. I have been using your car because the other week I got my car fixed. <laughs> and what did I get fixed on it? Uh, something about the transmission, wasn't it? Oh, yes. There was a gear shift problem. So anyhow, I got the car fixed. And the mechanic that I used to have at this place where I took the car apparently has retired. And I didn't ask the young guy that because I was too busy dealing with the young guy or trying to. And it looks to me like he has bought the business. But in any case, I went in and then I stood there for a long time and I could hear them around the corner in the hallway having a conversation about cell phone carriers. And I'm just like, shut up and get out here. Do you not have a bell on your door? I mean, I'm standing there and this old guy is standing there. I'm the other old guy, you know. So instead of waiting on their customers, they're like out of sight of their customers, but you can hear them having a conversation completely irrelevant to their customers. Yes. Okay. Yes. Anyhow, the the other problem I have is his prices are not any cheaper than going to the dealership, which is not why I picked it before. The prior mechanic had more reasonable prices. Well, most mechanics that are not the dealership have better prices. The dealership is expensive to get your car serviced. Yeah, that's why I stopped doing it many years ago, like 140,000 miles ago. I stopped. Right. And I went to this guy. So I got the transmission fixed and it was a lot of money. And I know that part is not a lot of money. So it was a lot for the labor. And I got the car home and it was very noisy. And I thought, why is my car noisy? Now I've paid a lot of money to this young guy that, you know, I don't like his his shop. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't plan on continuing that route, but uh, my car is making noise. And I was trying to figure out where it was coming from and why. And so I had him look at it because it was only a couple of days out. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have a bit of a warranty. And I thought, I don't think it's something related, but I just don't know what this noise is. And it's a water pump. And, and that's fine. I mean, I don't think I've ever changed the water pump. Maybe I have. If I did, it was at least 140,000 miles ago. Well, and that's the thing. Your car is coming up on 20 years old. And it's got 230-something thousand miles on it. So Right. Yeah, so if it needs a water pump, fine. Right. So he said he could do it the next Wednesday and just not to drive it a lot. And if it did bust, then don't drive it at all. And Well, it <laughs> What? I'm just like, you know, so then I called the dealer to see how much it would be to get it fixed there. Because I thought this this is a really expensive, because I had him tell me how much it would be. And the dealer has service advisors, and then they have a parts department. The service guy said he could tell me how much the labor would be, but I would have to talk to the, the parts department in order to find out what the parts would be. And then I talked to the parts guy and he gave me the prices and he said, but the water pump is out of stock right now and it's on back order. I'm like, okay, we don't know when we're getting one. Well, this has been a problem since the pandemic got rolling of whatever might be missing and we don't know when we're getting it again. Yes. Wherever you go. So I started looking around and I did find one online that was all the way in Alabama. Oh, gosh. And could be shipped, but it would take a couple of weeks to get here. And I thought, well, that's no good because if it comes and the other part comes, they're going to use their part first because I want my car sooner. Anyhow, so I was going to call them and see if they could ship it faster. But I was going down to Arizona to my sister's. Mm-hmm. 
And they have several dealerships down there. So you decided... We have one in our whole area. Yes. So I decided to wait on ordering and see if supposedly they're going to get email that will say the part's on its way. Okay. Wait a little bit and see. And because this part is on back order, I knew that the the other guy that was scheduled with me wasn't going to get a part. And since I don't trust him, I decided I don't know if he's going to put a different water pump in. And if it's not the the make of my car, you know, they tend to not last very long. And it's the labor that's expensive. So once again, we're down to one car, which we did that at the beginning of the pandemic too. Yes, we did. We had one car and three broken ones. Well, we had one, no cars at one point. Yes, and so. number number zero was driving my car for a while, and then oh. it did start getting flats, yes. Yes, it got flats after that. Yes, That's after right. number zero got their car fixed. Yes, they got their... No, their car never got fixed. Well, it got fixed enough that they could sell it and get a different one. Oh, yeah. But they, anyway. They fixed it, and they didn't want it anymore. Yeah. So you're driving my car whenever you have to go places for work. I am. And on Wednesdays, I have acupuncture lately Mm -hmm. because of the rash and all the other stupid old person problems. (laughs) Um, And I also had a training Wednesday morning. And my work wife said, you should come over here and we can do the training here because it'll be more fun than sitting there trying to stay awake for training. And your work wife is in our pod or our quarantine or whatever you want to call it. Yes. She's she's a safe person for us to interact with on the regular. She's vaccinated. She She's your work wife. Yeah, she lives by herself. So, yeah. And I usually like to stay home, but I also don't like trainings. <laughs> So I did go over there, and what we were doing is uh, she had pulled the, the acupuncture place is five minutes from her house, mm-hmm. so that way I would miss less of the training, get to the acupuncture pretty easily from there, right? And it would be you know an easy deal that way, trans transportation wise. Yes. So I took your car and went over there, and my work wife had set up her computer, and I had my computer so I could look at schedule an email, but I was putting the training on my phone because that way, if I did want to finish listening to it on, you know, the drive over to acupuncture or while I was waiting to go in or whatever, uh, I could do that. So I, I did. So she set hers up, I set up my computer, and then I set up the training, except we had a microphone problem. And by microphone problem, you mean... I didn't have the microphone off. You forgot to mute yourself, which is like the opposite of most Zoom problems. People start talking and they forget to turn off their mute button. Yes. You forgot to turn on your mute button. Correct. I'm sorry. Me too. I'm very sorry. My work wife is also sorry. (laughs) And the person we were in trouble with is sorry. So. Well. My work wife at that moment had been complaining about our supervisor, and I was trying to, you know, log into the Wi-Fi on my computer. Your work wife's Wi-Fi? I had just turned on the training, and I'm used to, when you're going to a training and there's a lot of people in it, there's no need for your mute button because you're muted. That That is a thing that happens a lot when yeah. there's a lot of people in a Zoom room or in a presentation that everybody is just muted when they first get admitted to the right. presentation. Well, and the other thing is I'm also used to, if I'm standing there doing something and my work wife has just done the thing, my work wife will say, don't forget to mute yourself. But she didn't because she was complaining. And because I was slightly distracted, I was surprised to find myself saying, well, that always happens. 
And, you know, once I said it, I thought, why did I say it that way? And I thought, well, that's because I'm doing too many things. And it's like... And because the thing she's complaining about is a thing that always happens. It is. So I <laughs> I hadn't gotten to the next part of what have you tried? And, you know, because this is, this is a conversation we've had. And that's what you would usually for say. For years. Is directing her towards productive solutions but, or... But she had been complaining about it since I got there, maybe all week or maybe all month. I don't know. But right. anyhow, it was a lot of time of... She needed to, to, you say the thing that the person feels heard, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Anyhow. And then our coordinator, who is my boss's boss, says, George, your microphone is on. Will you please turn it off? And I said, sure. And I turned it off. And, and my work wife and I looked at each other like, oh, shit. <laughs> and we didn't even want to talk anymore because we were like right? afraid that we were wrong. and the Just mu- got caught bitching about your bosses. Yes. Uh. yes. So, um... I remember thinking to myself, like I could, f- I was feeling very unhappy about the situation because she can sound very punitive. She, the the boss's boss, the person who had asked you to turn off your microphone. Right. She's a, a no nonsense person, and I thought to myself, well, I'm going to feel unhappy about this for a little bit, and then I'll probably get over it. I love that mindset. I yeah. I, I find that mindset all the time, and I always ha- I, I've been trying and trying to teach number three that mindset of. Well, we're just going to be upset until we're not. Yes. And, and and they're getting it about angry, like when you're angry at somebody, even if they've made amends and you're still angry, you're just angry until you're not. Yes. Or even if you aren't really right in your anger, you're more angry about a situation, you're just angry until you're not. And then when you're done being angry, then we're all good again. Right. And I knew that I was more bothered than I probably needed to be, which then bothered me as well. Right. But I decided I'll, I'll get over all of it in a little bit and let's just do this thing. No big. Right. So we did the workshop, training, whatever you call it. And then I went to acupuncture and then I picked up the boys pills because we were I was over there. On that side of town. And then I came back and I got back and there's a message from my boss's boss. Who had told you to turn off your microphone. That one. Yep. That says, can you, you know, can I call you at two after the next meeting? And I thought, why is she saying two? Because I thought the next meeting was canceled. Turns out it was canceled for the next week, not that week. Mm-hmm. It was just canceled in advance because I don't know. Yep. Well, because bureaucracy rocks. Yeah. I knew that meeting went from 1 to 2 on the schedule, but typically went from 1 to one thirty or one forty-five. Right. And I knew I was just going to be uncomfortable and think about the whole thing over and over because that's what I do. But I did send my, my work wife a screenshot right away from uh-huh. my phone of the message. Heads up. Yeah. We're in hot water. And I think your your approach to it is a good one. Like when you're going to have to deal with something that's uncomfortable, just acknowledging that it's just going to be uncomfortable, but then it'll pass. Right. Can make the experience of discomfort easier to deal with. It, it can. Did it? in this time? Well, I knew it was going to pass, but at the time it was just going to be uncomfortable and it was very uncomfortable because I didn't like that mistake. And at the same time, I knew it was the truth. So I thought, well, I'm going to do some tapping while I'm sitting in this meeting because I don't have to be on the screen. Some people are, some people aren't. Sometimes I go on Sometimes I don't. And tapping is that mind-body practice that you do yes. to calm anxiety. Right. I probably took some rescue remedy before I thought of the tapping. And I thought those are the things I can do to help myself deal with the discomfort of waiting till the one o'clock meeting is over. And it was over at 10 minutes after two. And I was like, oh my God, can this just be over? I'm going to just get this thing done here. Ugh. 
So it was finally over, and then she was calling, and she said, well, I think you know why I'm calling. And I said, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. And she said, so you, can you tell me what was going on? Oh, and in being that, after I sent the screenshot to my work wife, my work wife called right before the one o'clock meeting and said, well, you know, your wife has the same name as our boss. And, and um, you know, I said, yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. Okay. No. It's not, you know. No. But I was really surprised that my work wife was obviously uncomfortable enough to say- Your work wife is usually like the first person to confront a situation to get it managed. She didn't like that she had gotten me involved. Oh, okay. Right. And and I didn't realize that at the moment. So I, I said, well, you know, just prior to that part of the conversation, we were talking about leave time that we had put in that had never been approved and that had been put in way ahead of time and still wasn't approved. And she said, that's it. And I said, for me, that's it. You know, I'm not going to say for my work wife what the other problems are because my work wife is going to say so. Oh, yes. I said, for instance, I'm supposed to be on leave next week and I put it in two and a half months ago. Policy says you have to put it in 60 days in advance. You you automatically get it. However, it's not approved and that's not the way you're supposed to do things. Right. I said, but my Christmas leave that I put in, you know, three weeks ago is approved. This makes no sense to me. And it's, you know, I, yes, I have put it in more than once. And yes, I have talked to my supervisor about it because she asked me these things. Right. I said, I know that I have the leave because my supervisor clarified that in a recent email, yet the leave is not approved. Mm -hmm. And that can be a problem because we work in a bureaucracy. Mm. So she said, okay, I, I thought there was more because of the way you were saying it. And I said, well, for me, yeah, that's, that's, what we, that's my part of what needs to be solved. And I said, and I can talk to her about it myself again. I can do that. But, you know, that's, that's all I had. Right. I said, I, and I'm, I'm sorry that that happened. Right. That's all I could do. So then I did text my work wife right away and said, nope, and you're next. Mm-hmm. So that she would have a heads up that she was next. And that you had been honest about yeah. the situation. Yeah. And yeah. And the thing is, as I pointed out to my work wife, it took us this long to get in trouble. So, you know, I've I've not been in trouble in a long, long time. But the two of us who are known to be... We, Instigators? We have, a, we have a nickname of trouble if we're in the office and they see the two of us coming. Uh-huh. I don't know what we're doing that's trouble, but... Um, uh, it, it's, it's, it's mostly your work wife. You're the sidekick. Right. Well, in any case, we lived up to our reputation. For once. Yeah. I have gotten in trouble many years ago. I, I didn't really get in trouble. I, I almost got in trouble. Okay. There was no policy to cover what the, what they wanted me to be in trouble for. So there was new policies after that. I'm, I'm curious. It's not even that interesting. See... The other foster kid we had after, a teenager we had after Zero Child. Okay. We would take the foster payments and save them. And so we saved them and said we could get her a car. Right. So that she could go to work. Uh-huh. And so we did. We got her car and insurance and... And because you weren't using those subsidy payments for the day-to-day needs, you were saving them up. No, that wasn't the problem. Oh. You can do whatever you want with the subsidy payments. The problem was there were no foster kids that had their own cars or their own insurance. What? Uh Uh-huh. Which is ridiculous. So So they wanted you to be in trouble for that. 
Well, they didn't like that I did that without asking, but there was no policy saying I had to ask. <laughs> so when I was done, there was a policy saying you had to get permission from the agency for a foster child to have a vehicle. Okay. So. Well then. Yeah. And that's the tricky thing about you being a foster parent and working for the agency that manages foster parents. Right. Admittedly in a different office, but still. Yeah, and, and it was true. There were no other foster kids with cars, but I thought that was wrong too, so. Right. The hell with that. I just had to submit my paperwork because I will be teaching classes and I work for the education department and I had to detail very clearly exactly how my new job will interact with my old job. And I had to say, you know, who my direct reports are all the way up to the common direct report over the other program. And it, it's right. a cluster. Oh, no, I understand. My work wife was doing supervision for one of her two licenses that she had and got in trouble for not submitting the right amount of paperwork. Oh, gosh. Probably none of it. Um, <laughs> to say that she had another job. Mm-hmm. And it was a big problem. Oh, gosh. I think she also got in trouble for pet sitting, which is really effing ridiculous. Well, and that's the thing. When you work for the government, they want to know what other jobs you have. They don't generally want to keep you from having another job. They just want to know in case there's a risk of any potential conflict of interest ever. Well, they, they might not want to where you work. Well. They might want to where I work just because it's more because convenient for them. controlling asshats. Yes, thank you. The the closer you get to local government, the closer you get to tiny cities and villages, the, the more controlling they feel the need to be. Yes. I work for the state. They have too much to do. They just want to know. Well, it, it worked out well in the long run, despite okay. that it was uncomfortable, because my work wife did know she was next because she got a message after I got my message saying, can I talk to you after the meeting? I guess I was first because it was my microphone. There you go. So, and my work wife got to say what was on her mind about all the things that don't get answered. My work wife has a file of unanswered emails by the person who's not answering them. Your work wife has a lot more unmanaged management than you do. For you, it's like you said, it was just the leave issue. Your work wife has a lot more because your work wife is the kind of person who dots all of her I's and crosses all of her T's. And, and so then she looks to see if they're all dotted and crossed. And so three she's times. the person who's also going to notice if other people are not doing theirs that relate to hers. Right. Yeah. And she does a lot of stuff there. She has a lot of hats to wear. Mm -hmm. And. When somebody doesn't get back to me, I probably don't always notice. I'm dealing with a child at my house or something else or my aunt, mm -hmm. you know, Yeah. and I don't always notice. And I'm also better at deciding it's off my plate. Yes. Than, than she is. So, you, and that's you, okay. I mean, she, mm -hmm. she can do it her way. It's her Absolutely. life. Absolutely. She wants people to do their jobs. And I have pointed out to her for many years that we work for a government agency. <laughs> So, mm -hmm. that doesn't go together. No. But she had leave she wanted for the holidays. And there's other things around that leave that we'll just talk about later when it's already happened because I don't want to talk about all her business. 
Well, and the thing is, not only does she want her leave at that time, and she's got her leave request in early, but also because the holidays are on weekends this year, everybody's a little scrambled with their leave. And so it's understandable that like she wants to make sure that she's got this this far in advance. Yeah. And with the holidays, now that you've said that, I forgot to go and talk to my boss about what day do I take off in lieu of the day off that I have that's going to be the holiday? Because the holiday... You usually get your 40 hours in before Friday, but if the holiday is Friday, then what do you do to get your day off? Yes, and what they said is you have to take a different day, but you can't all expect to take Thursday because we've already accounted for that in our leave requests, and so I've got to find out what other day they would like me to take off, and I really don't care. So, And then for the, the week in between Christmas and New Year's, I'm taking off, and all I have to do is count one of the days as the holiday. I don't have to worry about all that shuffling. Right. But I have to do it for Thanksgiving as well, etc. Mm-hmm. Because there's a Thursday and Friday holiday, which is nice, you know. It's nice to have a job that has holidays. Yep. Yeah, so my work wife got to say, you know, and these airing, are the- Airing her grievances, and it's not even the holidays. It's not even Festivus yet. No. <laughs> But she got to she got to get her complaints out. So it is good that y'all got caught complaining. It was good because it needed to be taken care of. And we hadn't gone over anybody's head because we just didn't feel comfortable doing that. Right. You know, you, you never know if you're going to solve your problem or just get labeled a troublemaker. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to get labeled a troublemaker, you might as well have gotten in trouble first, I guess. <laughs> right? It's true. Yeah. And she got to tell that boss's boss what their part in all these problems were as well. So my boss is not doing their job and you are not doing your job to make them do their job. And here's how else you have affected the situation I'm in. There you go. During this pandemic that we've endured. Well, then as far as I'm concerned, that sounds like it started out uncomfortable, but it came out totally in a win. It it did. And none of us believe, not even Bob the dog would believe that anything will happen, but she got to say it. You know, sometimes that's the most important part, just to be able to feel heard, even if you know that there's nothing realistic that can be changed. Well, she can walk away saying she 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 got to have her say, you know, she can walk away with that. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether or not something will happen is very unlikely because people who don't have to be accountable don't like to be accountable. So there you go. It's true. Yeah. So what's gendery about that? What is gendery about that? I, I've often wondered, because you and your work wife are quite close, and because there are a lot of colleagues who have only ever seen you as a duet, I've, I've wondered before if people have seen the two of you as potentially like more than just colleagues or more than just good friends and wonder if that becomes an issue. Or even if the fact that you are such good friends becomes an issue. Like, I have to be careful with the fact that I am a personal friend of my boss at my job at the state because otherwise it could be seen as like a favoritism thing or a uh, an interpersonal thing. If, you know, again, it comes back to that appearance of favoritism or appearance of conflict of interest. I don't think anybody picks up on any vibes of us being other than almost like a brother and a sister. Well, here's, a, here's the thing. There yeah. doesn't need to be vibes. People will talk shit anyway. They will. Because I had a work spouse once. We were both gay as fuck at the time and everybody still thought we were a thing. 
Well, a lot of the people that I I know are gossipers and into drama know me since before my transition. Okay. So there's that. And there was another man and woman on our unit that were good friends that had their own spouses and were not involved with each other, but they were very good friends. Right. So there's that as well. And then as far as you know, us hanging out. I know that it's noticed because our boss asked my work wife when we took off and went to that ball game in Southern California, she asked her if she, if we were both going. And I said, she's not supposed to ask you that. No. But my work wife was like, uh, eh, whatever. Because I um, mean, what are they going to say? Yeah. What can they do about it yeah. if they've already approved both leave requests? Right. right. So she did ask about that. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think so, but I could be wrong. And then is, is the way that the the leadership is interacting with you and the way that they're interacting with your work wife. How do you see that differing? And is that a gendered thing? It was with our previous boss. I was favored. I think with your previous boss, you were favored mostly because your strengths were not her weaknesses and she didn't feel threatened by you. Yes, but also we've talked about this before to this microphone. It changed after my transition. That is true. She did favor you more after your transition. Yeah. She had already favored you a little bit, but it... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could pretty much do anything. So I would just then try to drag my work wife along in that, you know, jet stream so that she would have less damage, but it didn't, didn't always work. I didn't get that impression this time, and actually, I was I was pretty uncomfortable with the way that it was being handled. I was thinking that with your new supervisors, that it might actually be the opposite, sort of the thing where they're like, oh, the privileged man, and... We just need to put him in his place and we're not going to take any of his bullshit because he's privileged and he thinks he knows what's up and he thinks he's going to put over on us. They They know know me from before. And so I felt a little bit like she would not have talked to a cisgendered guy like that. Okay. That was my feeling. Okay. And so I was uncomfortable in that way. Mm Mm-hmm. That's understandable. I was surprised. Mm -hmm. So I didn't mention that to my work wife. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. Not in a good way. No. Nope. So... Then our our number three child finally got up. It was afternoon. Got up and came down for breakfast. And as they're walking through the kitchen, I said, don't you hate it when you get in trouble? And they turned around and looked at me like, me? What did did I do? I'm going to try to act chill, but but now what? (laughs) And I said, my work wife and I got in trouble. And then she really looked at me. They really looked at me like, what? <laughs> Which is funny because they had just, like, they were in the process of earning their way out of grounding, so. Yeah. And I said, yeah, we forgot to turn off our microphone. And they understood what kind of problems can happen from that. So <laughs> yes. that's all we needed to say. There we go. Yeah. Well, that's good that, I mean, problems got solved, and it's good that there wasn't any, like, weird discrimination or preferential treatment or anything odd like that. No more than usual. (laughs) Right. Although I do really wonder, like, what was the deal with her approach? I just don't think she would have done that. So that part's uncomfortable. But yeah, the rest of it is fairly average, shall I say? I won't say normal because there is nothing normal. No, normal has long since dissolved. The facade of normal has long since dissolved. That's what it is. Yep. So is there anything else? Uh, I think that's it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com 
or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. Are we ready? Uh, Bob is ready. Says Yeti. Okay, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's okay, I've done that once too. That's why it has a lid on it. <laughs> there we go. All right. Are we ready? Uh-oh. No. <laughs> yeah, a little piece of green something. Mm. Okay, I thought. Do you need to go and get it out in the bathroom? No, it's a mirror. My tongue somewhere. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Drink more water? Swish? Yeah. Get it? Yep, some salad. Are we ready then? Yes. Is this correct? Yep. Okay. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is... Sorry, straight over. Go ahead. Excuse me. My turn. Yes. And now it's the Carzes' turn. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. What the heck? (laughs) What's wrong with that? I don't know. You dinner coated your throat and you haven't talked enough to loosen it up. I haven't talked enough because I haven't really talked except to say there's salad stuck in my mouth still. (laughs) (laughs) All right. There was some talking. There was some talking. Does your throat feel better? Yes. Okay. It does. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. Are you okay? You keep pausing and swallowing and... If I'm not, I don't know. Okay. Yes. So, (laughs) I'm just trying to think. It's really my brain that's trying to shift gears and and get where I'm going. I just figured you'd want to know, especially since I'll be the one... Yeah, I want to know. Editing Because I didn't know. Yeah, you often pause in the middle of a word and then, like, make a breathing noise or a swallowing noise or a sinus noise or something and then just keep going with the rest of the word. Mm-hmm. I can tell you how much the label will be. What's wrong with my mouth? I can't seem to talk here. <laughs> You're out of practice. Um, yes, I've been saying very short sentences to a boy all week. Well, Because bureaucracy rocks. Yeah. Can't spell bureaucracy without rocks. <laughs> Well, you can. Never mind. Um, go ahead. So. <laughs> <laughs>